0: Should Christians engage in Halloween or celebrating Halloween? That's something we're going to talk about today on Bible Study org, starting now. Hello everybody and welcome to a special edition, a special lesson brought to you by BibleStudyPodcast.org. I am your host Toby Logsdon. Today is Thursday, October the 18th, and I am thankful that you're here. Uh this is going to be an issue that I know that, you know, we've all probably asked questions about and many of us have come up with uh with different answers about it. And so I wanted to uh to give you guys a special podcast today to address this very issue since we know that, uh, you know, Halloween is is less than two weeks away. Halloween is um, the 31st, of course, which is, uh, that would be a Wednesday, Wednesday of, of this month um, in two weeks. So anyway, let's go ahead and, and just address this issue of Halloween. The question that uh, that listeners such as Janet and Mike have brought to my attention or, or have asked me is, should Christians engage in Halloween. And you know, we all know what the origin of you know Halloween is. We all know that there are people that go out and they they dress up they they dress up like demons, they dress up like ghosts, they dress up like witches. Those are some of the common things that you'll find on Halloween. So the question is should Christians engage in that type of celebration? Now I'm I'm not gonna answer that directly. Instead, I'm going to talk about three options that you have whenever you're talking about a cultural celebration and whether or not you should engage in that celebration or not. The first thing that we can do is you can reject a cultural custom outright. And, you know, the Bible tells us there are indeed some things that we should be rejecting outright for example Paul was adamant that Christians shouldn't be eating meat that was sacrificed to idols was there anything wrong with the meat no it's not that there was anything wrong with the meat per se the meat you know wasn't gonna wasn't gonna kill them or anything uh, but it was the act of eating the meat that was to be avoided you know and and basically I would say that anything that would necessarily require that we engage in in acts of debauchery or immorality or you know anything like that, anything that necessarily requires that we do that should absolutely be rejected outright. Now, please don't overlook the fact that the key word here is necessarily. Now, if it doesn't necessarily require that we engage in uh, in acts of debauchery or immorality or whatever, then we've got some other options. So, our second option is that we can accept the cultural celebration just the way it is. Now, whether you actually go through with engaging in participation of that cultural celebration or not, you know, that can be more or less of a cultural decision for this category, but with with this category, you don't really oppose the concept or the idea behind the celebration. Of course, this assumes that you're able to correctly identify the underlying concept or idea. And an example of this could be something like, uh, you know, uh Saturday evening church services. You know, here in in Charlotte, North Carolina, one of the area's biggest churches started offering Saturday evening services just a couple years ago and they were advertising it on the on the radio and man, people were upset. People went into an uproar. How could people have the nerve to go to church on a Saturday evening? Oh, they're just doing that so they can, you know, sleep in on Sunday mornings or or watch football on Sunday mornings and you know, uh And this may be exactly why people would choose to worship on a Saturday evening rather than a Sunday morning. But by and large, this would be an example of incorrectly identifying the underlying purposes for having worship on Saturday evening. See, if you think about it for a second, worshiping on Sunday mornings is only part of our culture. It's not biblically mandated. Um, You know, I've been to parts of the world where they don't worship on Sunday mornings, but the first and only Sunday church service might be in the afternoon or the evening evening on Sunday, for example. And the underlying purposes for having, uh, you know, church services on a Saturday evening can be things such as, you know, giving people who work on Sunday mornings, maybe in a restaurant or wherever, giving them a chance to worship at a time when they're available. It might be that, you know, when the local football team has a game on Sunday morning, fewer people are in church. And by... Offering a Saturday evening, uh, Saturday evening service, those who would have skipped church for the sake of, you know, maybe taking their family to see a football game, they will now have the chance to worship. Or, most likely, uh, I think this is probably the most common reason that they have um, Saturday evening church services in, in in various churches is that it could be that the church sanctuary is too full on Sunday mornings. And you know, they've done everything they can to accommodate that. You know, they've they've added other services, so now there are three Sunday morning services. And uh, you know, instead of adding a fourth service on Sunday morning, what the church does is is they add a service on Saturday evening evening. And you can see that these are all valid reasons, to to varying degrees, for having a a Saturday evening worship service. But for the person who incorrectly assumes that it's just so that people can sleep in on Sunday, you know, maybe they're failing to realize that they themselves are merely culturally conditioned, and that this is leading them to incorrect conclusions. And you know, even if people are attending Saturday evening services just so they can sleep in on Sunday mornings, you know, So what? At least they're going to church and worshiping. But what about things like drinking alcohol? You know if you go to some other countries you'll find that uh you know right after church you might get invited to a pub to go drink some beer or smoking uh, If you go to some countries you'll find pastors who smoke they'll smoke either cigarettes or or pipes uh, you know they they have no objection to that. These are two things that we have been culturally conditioned to reject, but you know people in in other cultures who drink and smoke might look at us and say, oh, look how overweight so many Christians in America are. Don't they know that their body is a temple of God and that people around the world are starving? But, you know, that's something that we typically don't even think twice about. You know, we just kind of go on our way and... and you know, that's, that's how it is. So I would say that anything that is culturally conditioned would probably fit into this category, that we should, you know, just accept the cultural tradition the way it is. You know, um, if you think that that's wrong, remember Romans chapter 14, uh, starting with verse 1, where Paul says, now accept the one who is weak in faith, but not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. You know, Paul is specifically talking about people who eat things that others, that Christians who are... More established in their faith would consider to be unclean. So then he writes further down, therefore let us not judge one another any more, but rather determine this, not to put an obstacle or stumbling block in a brother's way. I know and am convinced in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself, but to him who thinks anything to be unclean, it is unclean. For if because of food your brother is hurt, you are no longer walking according to love do not destroy with your food him for whom christ died so in other words if they're doing something that you think demonstrates their weakness in faith you have a responsibility to accept them nonetheless otherwise you're being a stumbling block for their faith you're putting an obstacle between them and the cross and you aren't loving them the way that you're supposed to but the third and final option that we can that we can choose when we're looking at cultural customs, is to accept the cultural celebration, but to give it, you know, kind of intellectually, a different meaning in our own minds. And if you look at history and the origins of Christmas and Easter, for example, you know, these are perfect examples of, of this category, this option. Of course, both of these were pagan celebrations, you know, that's, that's where they originated. Um, in ancient Rome. And when Constantine converted to Christianity, he realized, you know, he he recognized that it was wrong to engage in celebrations, which involved worshiping pagan gods. And he could have said, uh, well, you know, I'm thinking that we Christians should just completely disengage from the culture and avoid participating in these uh, in these pagan holiday celebrations entirely. And that would have been one option. But that probably would have uh, turned a lot of people off to Christianity. And it might have turned people who were weaker in their faith, who were Christians, it might have turned them off to their faith as well. So instead, what Constantine did is he instituted these same days as Christian celebrations. Instead of Easter being a celebration of of Ishtar, uh, the goddess of fertility, and engaging in explicitly uh, immoral and unacceptable behavior for a Christian, he made it a celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. And for Christmas, of course, it became a day to celebrate Christ's birth, even though uh, we all know that Jesus was not born on December 25th, right? And if you don't know that, I hate to break it to you. He wasn't born on December 25th. But uh, did all the pagans in Rome immediately drop their own customs and adapt the Christian reason for the celebration? No, they didn't. They kept on going in their ways, and Christians went a different way, celebrating for a different reason on the same days. But now the Christians had reasons to celebrate on those days as well, albeit in a different manner. Different reason. They change the meaning in their mindsets regarding the custom rather than rejecting and abandoning the custom outright. Now, I would say that this is exactly what Christians should be doing with Halloween. No, I don't think that we should be dressing up as demons or ghosts or devils or, or witches or anything like that. Uh, but how about if you and your friends dress up in fruit costumes and go out together as the fruit of the Spirit and let people know what you're dressed up as. We're the fruit of the Spirit from you know from Galatians. The question to me is always, is there a way to make my light shine in the darkness? Of course, there's plenty of darkness associated with Halloween. There's plenty of darkness associated with a lot of things, like MySpace. Uh, You know, but I've got a MySpace, and that's because I've got a ministry, you know, that I started. You know, this, this whole thing started on MySpace. You know, what I was doing was recording my messages and posting on MySpace, and I was, you know, sending friend invitations to as many people as I possibly could so they could hear the gospel in the darkness. They could see the light in the darkness. Now, I realize that Halloween does have pagan or or satanic origins, but again, wherever there is darkness, I firmly believe that we as Christians are called to shine our light. Wherever there's darkness, we should be there to lighten the place up. On Halloween, we can do that by accepting the cultural celebration, but instead of accepting it exactly the way it is, you know, we should be changing the meaning for it in our own minds. Instead of just passing out candy, pass out a tract with the candy. You know, you know, give them, give them the gospel as well. Instead of carving a scary face into a pumpkin, carve a cross into it. Instead of dressing up as, as something that doesn't glorify God, find a fun and creative way to dress up and glorify God. You know, be salt, be light, get out there and, and let the world see it. Paul tells us in Philippians, you know, chapter 1 verse 27 that we should always act only in a way worthy of the gospel. And I am completely convinced that we can do that on Halloween without engaging in a celebration of Satan or pagan gods. So that is my take on Halloween, you know, take it for what it's worth. I'm not saying that there's even, you know, necessarily a correct answer here. This is just the way that I try to to look at the the whole situation. You know, anytime that there's a a chance to let my light shine, do I want to do it? Of course I do. Um, but I don't want to do it if it necessarily means that I have to engage in something immoral or something that would, uh, extinguish my light. But if there's a chance to make my light shine, I'm going to be doing it. I don't know about you, but, uh, that's what I feel like I'm called to do. So I hope that this has been, uh, a good enough answer for you guys. I hope this answers your questions and that this has been a blessing to you. I want to remind you guys that uh, we do have a recommended reading list on Bible Study Podcasts.org. Now, if you go to Bible Study Podcasts.org, just down on the right hand side, you'll see a little thing called Pages, and under Pages, you'll see Recommended Reading. If you want to check out some of the books that I would recommend you get, that's the place to do it. I also want to remind you that we are a listener-supported ministry. We are a nonprofit ministry in the state of North Carolina. If the Lord is calling you to support what we're doing, to support our ministry, you can do so by going to BibleStudyPodcast.org, clicking on support on the right-hand side, and you can make uh, a tax-deductible donation from there. So God bless you guys. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this is something that uh, you know is educational or entertaining, if nothing else. So uh, anyway, tomorrow Justin's going to be back up with his, um, with his lesson on the book of John. God bless you guys and have a great weekend. I'll see you guys next time on BibleStudyPodcast.org. Keep growing closer to Jesus.